Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. And we are here with somebody who is very special and very interesting. He is um, he is the author of a very popular blog called Ask the Korean. Ask a Korean. Is it Ask the Korean or Ask a Korean? It's Ask a Korean, although people get confused because I write as the Korean. Is it the, is it the Korean is, um, it, it's, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a sort of a nom de plume in a way. Mm-hmm. It is um, because, and I, I, I is, is there um, an, a freedom in that and a little bit of the anonymity? There is. There's a great deal of freedom. Um, and, what I, especially uh, when you write something about, you know, race relations, mm-hmm. a lot of things can be taken out of context, or uh, you know, if you want to interpret it and interpret things in a hostile way, right? Um, it could make my life difficult. So. Well, I think you're very <laughs> diplomatic, though. I mean, you you really um, have a very fair writing style. You're you're firm about things because I think you get a lot of like really weird questions that. Oh yeah don't make any sense, you know, they're not really, I mean, you, 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 you put forth a lot of information, which I think is really good, because people are curious, and then also people are also, sometimes I think very afraid to speak up for, for Koreans. Right, right, I mean, even, you would not, you'd be surprised at where the negative reaction comes from. Mm-hmm. The most, um, I guess, negative reaction that I've ever gotten uh, is based on a post that I wrote about Koreans and dog meat. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you would not believe this, but the only time I ever get death threats based on my blog post is through people who hate the fact that Koreans eat dog meat. Mm. So no other I have received several death threats from the animal <laughs> oh, no. lovers in mm-hmm. no other cases. Yeah, but that's it. The the animal people are very, very active and more than like any any other group, I think. Yeah. So so PETA is against you, hey? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm not sure if PETA is aware of my blog or anything, but the PETA equivalent in Korea uh, is very aware of me and very upset that I exist. Right. But you're not, I mean, you're not um, defending any of that. And, you know, those things like my dad always, I have a dog, I have a rescue dog, Bronwyn. And every time my dad comes over, he starts massaging her because he's getting her ready for the pot. Because he's going to cook her. He's going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat her. You know, because she's, oh, look like good meat. And I'm like, don't eat her. She's the best. And um, he just massages her like, this is the kind of dog that we eat. And, it, you know, I, I've never had it. I've, the pushing tongue. Mm-hmm. I've threatened Joan Rivers with it because she's made so many jokes about me eating dog that I said, I'm going to make you eat it one time. We're going to go, and we're going to go get some. So, Well, believe it or not, I'm a fan, actually. I mean, obviously, I can't get it in the U.S. Boshintang. Yes, but uh, whenever I travel to Korea, I try to get it as much as I uh, Where can you get possible. it, though? Because they, clo- they closed a lot of the restaurants, didn't they? They did, but uh, it's you. Just, you sort of have to look out for it. But they, um, you know, in, in Seoul, there are some. There are certain places. Uh, the last president of Korea was supposed to be a fan, and mm-hmm. uh, he apparently gets it delivered um, from Ooh. this one certain restaurant in his to his uh, presidential residence. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one of my fa- that's one of my favorite places. Well, they make it in um, Koreatown. Um, they make it with lamb, I think. Yeah, either lamb or goat. And it's actually when people ask me, what is it like? like mm-hmm. What does it taste like? My standard answer is it tastes like goat. Yeah. They're both, uh, I guess, uh, omnivorous animals. Mm-hmm. Right. Goats eat anything, so. Yeah. yeah. But but is it, or that's just the closest thing you could, because obviously the people who like the dog, they go, well, I don't want to eat a goat when I can eat a dog. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I, I, like. Think, uh, I think dog meat is a little more supple. Uh, it's like, I don't know, you, you might feel a little strange when I start talking about what dog meat tastes like. But, no, uh, go ahead, <laughs> go for it, go for it. I don't think it's, but I, I don't think, I think if, they, if you're a carnivore, they're all this, I mean, animals are all the same, really. I mean, there shouldn't be right. a, a, a value judgment on what kind, if you're going to eat meat, you're killing something to eat it. But, but is that the thing, though, because the dogs and cats, because we have domesticated them and we have them about so much that it is sort of like hard to think that, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat this, the, the, it's like eating part of the family. 
to some degree. Oh, of course. But again, you would you would eat your family if you were hungry. Like if you know, like right. But you know, but people who are if you were hungry. But there's going to be other stuff you can eat, though. Right. Right. But now it's such a delicacy, though, right? It. I mean, I wouldn't actually call it a delicacy. It just. It's always been. It's slightly more expensive, but it's not some hot cuisine or anything like that. It's just what people eat. And truth is. Nowadays, um, especially young folks in Korea are not into it. Uh, it has right. become more of a like an older person relic. It's not gonna. I don't think it'll go away completely mm-hmm. because there's always some level of, I guess, people who will go after it. But uh, honestly, it's not. It's not particularly mainstream. There's so many things that, um, like, my father is a big foodie, and he does he does the sanakji. Um, Ah. That's that's to me that that's fucked up. I think that's crazy because people will die. It's when they eat a live. It's a, a octopus. You talked about that, yeah. Yeah, and it's a very macho thing. Have you done Have you done that? This hanakji. I I recommend everyone to try it because it is the only food in the world that will allow you to feel what it feel the inside of your throat. Mm-hmm. What other food will make you feel that? Because these <laughs> live octopus. Uh, even even though you cut it up, their suction cups are still working. Oh. Um, so as you swallow it, the suction cups hang on to the inside of your throat for just a little bit before they start going down, and it is a sensation. It seems like it, it seems like that a lot of people will choke though. Like a lot of people, you have to really chew it. Right. Or else you'll, yeah. You'll, you'll choke. It's somewhat it. dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it's a. That the, the, I have that with duck sometimes and naengmyeon. There's a lot of Korean foods that will potentially choke you. And I'm actually allergic to <laughs> octopus and squid. So that's terrible too for, to be Korean when you're allergic. Ojingo, all that's those tough, things. Yeah, yeah I um, acquired the allergy when I was in Korea. I think I may have been about 12 or something. And for some reason, I, I, I remember eating it all up until then. And, and then for some reason, I, I, I developed a real aversion to it. Um, my family, part of my family is from Sokjo. So, really? Yeah, major, major ojingo, major squid eaters, sanakji, all that stuff. And That's the only thing they eat in that part of the country. Right. I think there's something terrible happened to me in, in, that, in that time, something really traumatic related to um, squid where I have developed a lifelong um, allergy to it, which is really weird. It's really weird. Is it, is it a psychosomatic type thing? It's psychosomatic, but I can taste infinitesimal amounts in um, dishes because it's always in stuff. You know, if you go right. have Korean food. Did you like it? Did, do you miss it? Or does, is, was it just something you would, you'd add so much? I, I think I just had so much. I never really had any kind of opinion towards it. I mean, I liked when um, you would take the ojingo and then you would get on the stove, like my uncles would get on the stove and they would like roast it more. Mm-hmm. And that always seemed appealing to me because they would usually smoke while they were doing it. Right. So I, I think it looked really like <laughs> masculine and smoky and cool and I wanted to participate. So are you allergic to both the live kind and dry kind? Mm-hmm. Yikes. All of it. All of it. Um, and uh, it, it, if every once in a while, like I'll have like um, some kind of jjigae and then there'll be like a purple leg come up <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh no, I have to, I need... <laughs> Release the kraken. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need help. But I mean, it's a very, it's a very Korean food, but that, that's a weird, I don't know why that, but do you, do you, do you eat every, all the Korean stuff? Do you, do you like sundae? Oh, I absolutely love sundae. This uh, blood sausage. Um, mm-hmm. There are certain Korean food that even I find a little bit too adventurous. Um, yeah. Let's see, raw liver, raw cow liver. That oh, oh. And but, and I've actually never tried it until very recently. Where did you have it? Um, in in Seoul, there's a there's this big outdoor market uh, in the in the middle of the city in Jongno. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Gwangjang Shijang. It's um, and uh, that market is known for like these sort of street food. So they have these like tiny mini kimbap. They actually call oh. it. Um, they literally call it mayak kimbap, which means um, something like drug, drug rolls or like crack rolls or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's too, it's too addictive. That really, that <laughs> that's that's really their name. That's really its name. <laughs> but how small is it? Um, the kimbap is actually only like about as big as your pinky finger. Mm-hmm. You dip it in a sauce. It's different from like the regular ones that you have. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, 
and then they have those sausages, which is um, which is filled with uh, coagulated blood and noodles, which I think is absolutely delicious. But that market also um, is famous for these places that sell um, basically beef tartare, like you know raw beef and raw uh, cow liver, and I can eat raw beef. That's okay for me. Mm-hmm. Raw liver was a bridge too far for me. And the craziest <laughs> thing was I was there with my friends and this restaurant was this, I guess it's restaurant is too fancy of a term. Like it's like an indoor stall. Right. Um, it's filled with young hot girls who are crushing just huge plates of raw liver. <laughs> But what do they do? They what do they? What kind of a sauce is it? Is it like gochujang or is no, it like uh, um, raw liver? You just eat it with some sesame oil and salt. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's it's have. I mean, it's exactly what you imagine liver might taste like, except worse. It tastes like blood and iron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think liver is. I mean, it, it. I I find it smells good, but the texture is what gets to me. It's too soft. It's yeah. It's a weird. It's gritty. Uh, weird, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Weird things. I can eat cooked livers all day long. That's yeah. okay. Raw mm. liver, though. My goodness, that's <laughs> something completely different. Well, it's um. Yeah. There there are so many adventurous things. Like I think meruchi is scary. Meruchi. Yeah, the tiny, like a whole, just, you know, when you're confronted with a lot of eyes. Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's like, so, and you eat, whenever you eat the whole something, like a whole animal or something, that, that to me is a little bit, I like to be a little bit divorced from the, the, the reality of what it is. Oh, you would, you would so. totally uh, be freaked out by how my mom eats. <laughs> well, my my mom is the same way, I'm sure. But does she? Because we went to a restaurant in Sokjo, like that was, you know, my mom and you know my whole like my whole like hillbilly side of my family, they were all there. And then there was a big uh, like pond on the outside. And my mom just pointed to all these things, and then we just sat down, and they brought us rice, and then they brought all the things that she wanted broken. So it was, it was like all this, I don't know, all this crazy stuff that I had never seen. And, you know, um, for my mom, it's a real joy to do that. But I can't, to, the raw, the raw stuff, like that seafood where it's just the animal broken is a little more. What do you mean? They, like they just, they just bash it once they just and, then, bash and then put it on a, ta- on a plate? Yeah, they just crack like a crab's. You know, but it's very like liquid inside. It's really like you're eating the sea. Have they been cooked? No. No, no, no. So they just, yeah. No, it's very soft. Do you do that? Do you do that? Uh, see, one thing I, there, I eat virtually everything, but one mainstream food that I don't like is crab. It's really strange. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a little weird. But um, other, other things I eat, um, and I've done similar things. You would go to, you know, a place like Sokcho, a place like these beachfront places in Korea, and all you do is you go, you walk into any sort of fish restaurant. They would have fish in a tank or a small pond just outside of the restaurant. They would scoop it up and hack it right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you never, at the moment, you you start appreciating how much blood there is within a fish. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah. It's like an axe murder, like yeah. some, <laughs> some horror film going on. Yeah. It's like, and then the head's chopped off and like, you know, and then this it, it, live fish turns into sushi in right. a matter of minutes. Really? And I can tell you it's absolutely delicious. It's the freshest thing you could possibly have. Um, but uh, it is a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's like, you know, it, it, I think it's admirable because you are confronting the reality of what the food is. You're not shying away from it, and the vitality of it you're consuming also. Right. I think it's actually somewhat sort of a healthier approach. You know, there's all this paleo, di- paleo diet and all that stuff, right. but nothing, you know, makes you quite appreciate um, the food you're eating, mm-hmm. um, like seeing the food die in front of you. <laughs> right. But it, it, do they actually, like, I've seen in, um, in, I think in Japan they do this where they have, um, the fish, they actually have the fish carcass there and it's still kind of moving. Right, like, yeah. You flay it and uh, uh, the fish is still sort of breathing. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if I could do that. Like when you say about the octopus, 
Mm-hmm. It's chopped up, but it's still moving. It's still moving. It's I mean, not they, one of those where you just put the whole like little no, no, octopus in your. No, you put the mouth. whole that. There's two kinds that like lately. I think people have been chopping it up more. I think. Yeah, but I've been, heard about that one where you put the the the, the, the like it's it's a small one. It's a small one. But but is that about, about like adventure? And and or, or is it some ancient thing that people ate that, or or is it more of a modern thing? No, it, it's it's a real macho. Th- I think. Well, it's my dad's generation, so he yeah. um he's got that real macho manly man. Like he wants to eat the whole thing. He would wrap it around the chopsticks and eat the whole right. thing, you know, and fight it mm-hmm. on the way down. Um, where, where 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 does that come from? Where does sanakji come from? Do you know the origins of it? Uh, I know where the, where it's usually eaten from. It usually is sort of a southeastern part of Korea, which mm-hmm. actually sort of uh, fits well with the macho image, actually, because mm-hmm. uh, that's where the southeastern Korea is sort of like the American South. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In a in a sense that men are manly, women are gorgeous, um, that type of stuff. Very like you know, very terse and John Wayne tough man sort of. <laughs> yeah. Um, sort of thing. Like I'm gonna throw on. an octopus in my yeah, mouth. Yeah, exactly. It's like look at me eating a live octopus. Um, I don't know if it's um, I don't know how far back the tradition or anything like that goes, but I do know that it's not like a, a new modern thing. Mm-hmm. And you can there there are two ways of going about it. There's you know a real deal. Um, octopus that's like as big as your arm and those you chop up right um, and then they call it baby octopus but it's really not a baby octopus because it's not a, it doesn't grow up to be a larger octopus it's just a very small octopus that's about as big as oh maybe your palm but mm-hmm. minus the tentacles like so um, if you have the body of the octopus that's about as big as your palm and like the tentacles go for maybe uh, like uh, six to eight inches and that you just grab, you wrap it around your chopstick and bite off. So that's, you gotta kill it. Yeah. You gotta kill it before it chokes you. <laughs> you know, it's it's very. It's a, it, I appreciate it, um, has anyone, but I'm allergic. Has anyone ever died? Yeah. Oh yeah. People, people die all the time. Yeah, but people die from Korean food. It's like the, there's some the duck people will die. Do you get like a lot of respect? Cake. Do you get respect? Like oh, he died. Doing what he loved, eating eating octopuses. No, no, no. Octopi. No, you go like you're not fast enough. Like, you should have chewed asshole. it. You should have chewed it. You should have yeah, killed it. Like, is God, it is like... it shame on the family? <laughs> not exactly shame on the family. It's usually older people that um just they, they just they don't get the they're teeth. not fast it, it's, enough. Yeah, it's just really just a freak accident. It's, like <laughs> it's a freak you, accident. You choked on a food and died. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Heimlich in Korea must be really rough. <laughs> it's like all these <laughs> creatures like popping out of my mouths. It's but it's it, it, it is you know a, a great um, way to approach life because you're you're really saying okay well this is what I'm doing when I'm I'm eating this I'm consuming I, I know what I'm consuming this is like not faking out you know whatever this is really you're a carnivore right and, and of course like you know there are other things to eat in Korea other than like like freshly killed live things yeah <laughs> but we, we we seem to get a lot of that I mean that's to to me like the the, the the emphasis is on like all of these curiosities, you know, that, that the Western palate does not really mm-hmm. understand. It is a little bit. Uh, a lot of like, I guess, like Anthony Bourdain type shows are yes. in love with this octopus thing because it's so, you know, I guess it's very unusual. Um, yeah. And it's very macho, too. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's macho and it's um, adventurous and it's, it's like you're uh, making a statement about... The true nature of the carnivore and, you know, or pescatarian, whatever, <laughs> you know, but it's a cool thing. Um, but your blog goes into a lot of detail about different aspects of Korean culture, not just food. And um, I love all your extensive knowledge about music. Ah. Very vast knowledge, not only because people sometimes only think about Korean music as being K-pop, but, you know, all of the other things. And, you know, all of the originators of K-pop, too goes way farther back than girls generation absolutely and uh, let me um let me make this statement very strongly i want everyone to understand that k-pop has to stand for more than rain girls generation or anything like that Mm -hmm. uh when people say the word k-pop they tend to have a narrow understanding of it they tend to have this image of like beautifully groomed young men, young men and women, uh, doing some crazy choreography and things like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas 
I always te- I always tell people, look, words have to mean what they say. Yeah. K-pop stands for Korean pop music. It clearly st- stands for that. So it has to include all of Korean pop music. Mm-hmm. And the narrow idea is it's misleading because it it sort of the narrow idea makes it sound like Korean pop music didn't really happen, didn't really exist before the 2000s, before yeah. late 1990s. Right. Which is not true. Um, pop music has existed in Korea as long as pop music has existed in the United States. Um, the history of Western style music, if you want to go back far enough, the history of Western style music is at least 120 years. Uh, so it's, it goes, so whatever you're seeing, whatever we're seeing today is an accumulation of a century of history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what it, when you listen to, you know, when you hear Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, you don't all of us, you don't think that they are completely original. You, you think back to, you know, you would think back to Madonna and before that, uh, you would think back to Beatles and Elvis and things like that. You would trade you anybody mm-hmm. um, listening to pop music appreciates the history of pop music. The people who uh, people who came before the current generation. Ooh. So when people talk about K-pop, my what I really hope to accomplish through my blog is to allow people to have a sense of history. Yeah, and make sure they understand that this came from somewhere. Yeah, I know it's great. It's really great. I mean, you know, it it gives you more of a context of where this music comes from and the history of it. And it's exciting. Um, I think also what's really exciting, too, is um, Korean alternative music, like the grunge, like not grunge. I mean, it's like it's not it's it. it, But it see it reminds me of grunge. It reminds me of like, you know, like like Galaxy Express really reminds me of Nirvana. It is like it's very they are the equivalent of Nirvana. They're great Mm -hmm. guys. Thank you for hooking us up with them. They're so they're amazing, and they they they're good friends of our show. Galaxy Express. Yes, mm-hmm. they they're really they're really special, you know, and they they're so um, they're they're so I think interesting because it it is truly like this is this is really rock and roll. It's like in the in the Jack White vein of the very modern rock and roll, but we we think about Korean music in such a, a I think a limited way as it is as only being kind of. Um, a lot of manufactured pop. Absolutely. And I really feel like Korean rock and roll is, I think it's pretty close to the spirit of rock and roll. Cause yeah. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like who rock and roll, you know, you have rock stars obviously, but at the end of the day, right. It's supposed to be about, you know, garage bands. It's supposed to be about struggling musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be about sort of the hardness of life. Yeah. And the, the indie scene in Korea and the rock music scene in Korea is a lot like that. You know? Yeah. These, um, I guess, the idol groups, um, they are, they have huge corporate backing and mm-hmm. um, they, a mm. lot of money is spent creating them and also marketing them. Whereas Korean rock, Korean rock stars sort of do it on their own. Yeah. Yeah. The but independent scene is really cool. But that is, that is music. It's like, it's like in any scene, there's the pop ones and whatever that may, you know, you can debate their substance. And then there's the rockers who really, yeah, are just doing it. When we talked to Galaxy Express, those guys were great. Because it's that, it's that dream that every young guy has of I'm going to be in a bus in America mm-hmm. and I'm going to go play rock music at night. And it's uh, and those guys were so thrilled by it. They're really they're really cool. Um, there's other aspects, too, that I find are really interesting about Korean music. I'm really I, I'm really into tableau. <laughs> that guy's great. He is great. He's great. And he had had run into these issues that were so very, to me, very Korean. And his problem with netizens and, and, and this kind of online culture of people trying to... Um, I don't know. It's, 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 he got... He, got um, it, when he, went to, he went to Stanford and he went to Stanford... I think he finished in three and a half years or something. And, mm-hmm. and then he had this whole online smear campaign where they're saying, no, he didn't actually go to Stanford, but actually he really did. He really did go. Right. And he, he really did finish very quickly. And when Stanford's registrar um, 
produce his diploma, mm-hmm. uh, these crazy people started saying, oh, they bribed this, they bribed the registrar, this diploma is a fake, yeah. and things like that. But with Tableau episode, I really feel like it is both Korean and very global. It's yeah. in some ways, I, I guess the, um, the motivating factors are pretty, um, the motivating factors are pretty Korean. Mm-hmm. Because Tableau is a Korean-American, not uh, Korean-born uh, Korean male, which actually makes a big difference because men born in Korea have to report to the military. Right. And truth is, nobody really likes doing that. It's, yeah. It's two and a half to three years of your life. Wow. Um, st- they still do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. It's a very big deal. If you're, yeah. um, you know, if you're a politician... You cannot possibly have a child who did not um, serve in the military. It is a, um, it is a huge black mark. Yeah. So for a public figure like Tablo to be in a position um, to not have to to not have to go to the military, that's a subject of envy and jealousy. Mm-hmm. The fact that he went to a good school um, is also a matter of envy and jealousy. To a much greater degree than it would be in the United States or elsewhere. Right. So, so those motivating factors are Korean. Mm-hmm. But the way the episode unfolded, that's very. It it's almost a precursor of, um, how in precursor of internet culture. This whole mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. happened. Oh, I think five six years ago now, and at this point, I think we're sort of seeing it here and now today. Yeah, because I don't want to get too political, but um, something like the birther controversy, yes. right, with Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, President Obama would produce his birth certificate. Well, it's still a fake. It's not real. It's like it's still it's a fake. not the it's right. Not yeah. real. The it's, internet yeah. will, will make the internet would allow the these crazy people to connect up with the, connect up with each other and yeah. you know perpetuate yeah, yeah. this this nonsense and it you know in a sense that that's what really is fascinating about korea but you because you observe it you at on a first blush you might think that oh this is so korean this only this, this could only happen in korea but when you look a little harder you start seeing sort of sort of universalities um mm-hmm. you start seeing things that might happen in uh, elsewhere in the world in pretty near I think I pay attention to that, uh, the netizens in that culture, just because I'm really fascinated with the idea of Korean celebrity and how specific it is and how um, we hold uh, Korean celebrities to a much higher standard than American celebrities. I mean, look at the fucking CeeLo. For God's sake. You know, like nobody cares if any rapper here went to Stanford. I know, like, right? Like nobody, it, it's like yeah, you know, yeah. How long would you you just show your thing and they they wouldn't even know where Stanford was? Yeah, you, you don't have that same kind of um, that 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 need to um, prove uh, your education. It, it's almost like you get your education from life. I think in in hip hop, you you're better off if you're you're getting your education from where you come from. But it's but in, in um, Korean culture, like there's a lot of different kinds of um, scandals like uh, Park Si-hoo. This is a, a very famous actor right now. I don't know who would be the American equivalent of. Um, maybe not Zach Braff. Who do you think Park Si-hoo is? Do you think uh, that would, he would be mm, mm. kind of like a Leonardo DiCaprio? Maybe no, too big. Too big. A too little big? bit smaller than the. Yeah, not. Bakshi was not as big as DiCaprio. Kind of a um, a um, um, Mark Wahlberg. No, not a. No. I guess, it, it, but that, but that's he's like a romantic hero. Maybe a Patrick oh. Dempsey. I, I actually, I'll actually, go with like, Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. All right, that that's solid. I was I thought Zach Braff was an okay comparison actually. Yeah, Zach anyway. Braff or a kind of a he, he's kind of a little bit of quirky leading man, mm-hmm. unafraid to um, you uh, Eric kind Bana. <laughs> okay. A Jason Siegel? Well, I'm not exact. Jason that, Siegel's too goofy. more goofy. Too goofy yeah. J- uh, this is like somebody who's actually consciously good looking. Maybe a Russell Brand. Something like that. Right. That's he's a little bit more comedic. Anyway, so he was um involved in a scandal where he uh allegedly um date raped a woman, but he said he had sex with her, it wasn't rape, and she said it was rape, and then she 
retracted everything just now. But there was a huge scandal about, this is this whole last few months. He's just been pardoned. But I'm wondering what do you think his re-entry back into show business is going to be there? You know, he, um, he does not have the same kind of uh, emotional weight as like a uh, Choi Min-sik, you know, like an old boy. Right. He's he's really just getting started, but he does have a pretty substantial fan base, female fan base especially. But he she recanted the story. She recanted so it. So he's in the he's really He's in clear. Court. He's clear. But it's there's still going to be that stigma. It's a stigma that so sometimes if you're disgraced, I know this you have to leave show business for a like like Kang Odong. Right, right. He definitely yeah, had to leave for a couple of years. He's easing back in, but yes. What he's he, he's he like do? Drew Carey. He, uh, <laughs> no, I think he's way bigger. I'm he's, sorry. Like, do you think he's... With apologies to Mr. Carey, I love Drew Carey, but yeah. I think Kang Odong was way bigger than Drew Who do you Carey. think... What would with the Kang Odong... Let's see. He, he's a comedian who turned into a very successful talk show host. He's the host um, of Golden Fishery uh, Knee Drop Guru. You were talking about this, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this uh, show that I really like. Is I'm that what it's it. called? That that's, that's yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that is that is what that's that basically. is what it, that is <laughs> what, what it means. What is it, golden? it sounds ridiculous when you. Translate what is the it. what is it called in Korean? Hwangumojang Burupakdosa. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and it is it's for celebrities to go and go and sort open of up. like yeah, open up, spill their beans. It's not it's not like Letterman or anything like that. It, like imagine a show where, um, it's sort of like an intimate setting with just the host mm-hmm. and the guest. Um, and they're supposed they're sitting pretty comfortably and they're sort of spilling their beans about um, uh, sort of like the stories that they haven't told the media before very personal thing kind of like when Barbara Walters would do it it's kind of like Barbara but Walters it's funnier but it's, it's funnier, funnier. But it, it's, it's funnier but it, yeah it's funnier but he they people will admit to you know co- you know attempts at suicide Oh, really? it's, it's almost like it's, Oprah it's, yeah I think Oprah is actually a pretty good comparison if Oprah was a little bit funnier. Not, not that o- Miss Oprah was is not funny, but if no, the but show Oprah's, was a little... Yeah, yeah. if Oprah is playing it serious, though. Yeah. yeah. If it, if, but this person is this, a little yeah, bit wackier. He, he, he goes between funny and poignant. What's it called again? Uh, Golden Fishery Knee Drop Guru. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a bit of a wacky <laughs> element there. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really interesting show because he... Um, he does, he's a very personable chap, but he seems to really get into the heart of people. People trust him. But he was involved in some sort of a tax evasion, tax evasion basically. scandal, mm-hmm. and then was forced to leave show business for a couple of years. And so he he ended up opening restaurants, um, barbecue restaurants. See, see, seeing like there's there's one in every community, like Korean community. Is there one here? Uh, not one here yet, but I've I've visited the one in L.A. Yeah, it's a good one. Was, was that the one we tried to go to? But the line we tried to go, really, but the line was the line too was long. Huge, yes. so we went to the other one. Yes. So we call it. We call uh, my husband and I call it disgraced barbecue, <laughs> because it's a, it's it's that's what it is. You it's know the what he used to barbecue. before he got into show business? No. Do you know? He was a wrestler. Ah, looks like one. Yeah, and he he, he looks the part, right? He mm-hmm. was, he was doing so like Korea has its traditional wrestling called shirim, which is like uh, kind of like sumo, not really, but uh, because sumo doesn't involve grappling, um, shirim involves grappling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was a he was a champion at that, and he, he was very famous as a wrestler, ever long long before he was ever a comedian. Wow! But wow. you know, he, as so he was an athlete first, and then uh, he got out of that and decided that he wanted to test out show business, and he ended up becoming extremely successful. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that's great. Well, it's, I mean, so he had to give up his show and for, give up everything. Give up everything, I think, for a time, and then made all these restaurants. And then now is back, but it, it takes it. You do have to do penance. You have to do a, a period of time where you a sort of a, a very public apology, and then kind of go into seclusion a bit, and then you re- are able to return it. There is something about it, and then there's an element to Korean um, celebrity that there's a lot of suicides. Not, I mean, it's it's not dis it's not disproportionate, I guess, for the culture. That it's a culture that. You know, people always talk about Japan as being very a suicidal race, but I, I feel like Korea, we beat them again. Well, right now, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sort of... We um, beat them again and again. <laughs> and it, we kill ourselves much more than you do. Well, they do a lot. Well, Japan has the um, uh, Sea of Trees, 
which I am obsessed with. The about, um, yeah. uh, uh, you know about the Sea of Trees, right? Mm-hmm. Under Aokigahara, it's underneath uh, Mount Fuji, and it's mm-hmm. where all the students go to kill themselves if they haven't been able to mm-hmm. do well in school. Mm-hmm. All the Japanese kids. So this is a very, you know, it's a suicide forest, and it, it's supposedly very haunted. And then you go in, and there's a lot of like lava rock there, so that your your phone immediately does not work, and then you're lost. And so then that you know that people get very you know just drown in their despair it's been popularized in novels and people go there um specifically to do this and then there's like parking lots just filled with empty cars left there so but i don't think i don't maybe mount Siorak is that would would be the equivalent in korea is that well no nobody goes to kill themselves there it's it's not doesn't there is not a, I guess, sort of a location-based thing, but you know, it's a, it, is, it is a serious problem. Well, the president, the, well, the one of the presidents, who, which president uh, killed no, himself? The, the former president. But yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was, you know, he was the president two presidents ago. So the current one, the one before, so he was the one before that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after he, after his term was over, the next president came in. He was from a different party. And then um, the former president, Roe, was um, investigated for a bribery scandal. And in the middle of the investigation, he jumped off the cliff and killed himself. Yeah. So do you get, what if you don't succeed, though? What if you try and you fail with suicide? Do you get any points? Usually, because in America, you get some credit. Like Owen Wilson, he's everybody loves him. Yeah, you, well, you get a lot. <laughs> you, get, of, you get a lot of sympathy. You get a lot of. You know, people feel bad, a, a and people they People magazine sorry. cover. Well, if you kill yourself, if you're successful, um, I don't even know if it, it like Anna Nicole Smith. I don't even know. I don't think she she didn't kill herself. It was that an accident? But I mean, if you're successful, you often are canonized in a, in a sense, like like Kurt mm-hmm. Cobain, you become a kind of a saint. Right. right. Um, I mean, it, I guess it depends on sort of how they handle themselves prior to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, there are equivalents. Like, are, do you know Choi Jin Shi? No, no. Oh, uh, she is. You should look her up. She is. She was this incredibly um, popular actress. She was popular the moment she debuted. I think she was. She debuted when she was nineteen or twenty. Mm-hmm. And I think she ended up passing away when she was around early forties. I want to say. And she had. She was a sort of like. Um, how should I put this? It's she was so popular. I'm not sure if. See, here's the thing about here's a big difference between between like U.S. Um, celebrity scene and Korea celebrity scene, is that Korea is a much smaller country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier for uh, the country to have one dominant star that everybody absolutely adores. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if U.S. has can have an equivalent of that. Right. Right. Um, but. She was absolutely adored by everyone, but she had a um, very troubled marriage, mm-hmm. uh, a very troubled marriage that really just did not end well. And she was depressed and passed away. And that actually, it's sort of like um, the copycat effect. Oh, yes, um, yes. When she, when she passed away, um, when she committed suicide, literally the... Um, Think I wrote about this actually. Um, uh, young women's suicide rate for the next couple months doubled or tripled or something, really? something like that. Yeah, because she was so cl- so dear in everybody's heart, and that sort of shocked people. And like sort of for people who are on the verge, it it was like mm-hmm. the straw that broke the camel's back. Right, right. Did her brother also commit suicide too? Yes, and yes. that's really that's really awful. That's really um, awful. That's really terrible. Yeah, her, br- her brother too. Yeah, her yeah, brother his, also. His brother was a relatively famous actor too. So she was, I'd say, she would be at the A plus list um, celebrity, and his her younger brother would have been like an A minus list celebrity. Oh wow! And uh, she had two children, um, and the brother was actually taking care of her children, and then mm-hmm. and then the brother passes away. But depression, um, depression is very common in my family in Korea. Not not so much after emigrating. Um, after emigrating, there was kind of they were working so much that there was no time for that. But in Korea, a lot of the people in my family, I have a number of relatives who, um, you know, a couple of them live full time in a, institutions. You know, because they they keep 
trying to commit suicide. It, it is it is in a way a a family trait. You know, I've I've seen it a lot, and um, so it's something that I I understand, but I also think is so. They, the, my my family is quite matter of fact about it. They they just kind of you know that's a thing, and it happened. You know, it's just a. At least it's not, it's not, they're not messy about it. At least they, at least they hang themselves. At least they jump from some, which is actually pretty messy, I think. But, you know, there, there's but it's not kind, a mess that you got to clean up. You don't have to necessarily, when it's in the street, like it's somebody, not your yeah. problem. Yeah, when you, somebody does it in the house. <laughs> well, there, there was, that actually happened here to another um, Korean immigrant um, family that I know. They're, um, the, the uncle, his uncle um, shot himself in the living room on a white, they just got a white carpet, wall-to-wall carpet, and he shot himself in the carpet, and they just left the stain there because they they couldn't really do anything about it except take the whole carpet up. And it, the carpet was a symbol of like, we we are here in America, we can have this white carpet. And then this this stain was just this indelible stain that, you know, my my friend was just really just hurt and destroyed by that because he just always saw that as this you've never gonna, i mean you're never going to forget anyway but no 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 talk about like a rem- like there's never a moment where you can go oh you know i'm just dealing with it it was oh fucking hell, it happened right there but i don't think you, i don't think you can ever you can ever deal with it anyway no I mean, you're not going no, to but there's never, always a present it's terrible like it's just staring at you every yeah, moment it's oh, yeah. really terrible but you know how if i had to if i did it i would do it by fan Fan death by fan. Fan death. You, you have to be very drunk for that, but fan, I'm, I'm sure that can be fan managed. death. Um, you know, if you supposedly in Korea, if you're going to sleep and it's in the summer, which is very hot there, and if you have a fan blowing on you, <laughs> you will die. Believe it or not, you know, I'm a fan death truther. I think it's. You think it's real? I think it's real. Not. Very what? common. What, what is it? But do? it is completely. It it can be completely explained scientifically. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. I, we talked about negative reactions to what I've written before. Mm-hmm. The second most negative reaction I get is when I write about fan death. <laughs> what, what, what? People are so angry. Why? I don't know why. That's I don't ridiculous. understand why. But like, Be- because they don't believe it or they do, do believe they, it and you're not treating it with respect. Why don't, not only do they not believe it, really? I, I, I really do think that... So much of it has to do with just like they they have this convenient tool to beat Koreans over to like sort of feed their racism. I don't know. Well, yeah, but it's also a very it's I think it's really a it's a paranoia to conserve energy too. like it's a paranoia like to conserve those resources. Like they like used it like the parents would use it as a as a tool to like oh turn the fan off otherwise you'll die. But they believe I believe my aunt believed well, what it is so it? What hard. Is it? Well, here let me let me explain what this is. So the phenomenon and what I what I was always told when I was a child is in the summer, don't have the fan turned on and pointed at your body all night long while the window is shut. Because mm-hmm. that might kill you. Yeah, but was, is is there an explanation of what, that, so what it is? There, that kills there was you? there was no real explanation to that. If the explanation was given, it was a little fantastical. Like you know, the idea. Some people would say you might suffocate. Uh, some people um, could say some people say you die from hypothermia, which makes zero sense. <laughs> um, like suffocate, that that makes zero sense. Yeah, because it's just the same air. Yeah, yeah. But I but here's my explanation. This and this is absolutely. 100% true. The EPA warns about it in the U.S. So, like, you know, I know this is absolutely true. The way it works is this. If the room is very hot, um, if the room is, like, above, like around, your body temper- around your body temperature higher, um, what ends up happening is this. If you're in an um, enclosed space, if you, turn the f- if you turn the fan on and circulate the air, it makes your body heat up faster mm-hmm. so it's something like this if you cook a lot you uh you would um you might use something called a turbo oven um so there are ovens just that emit heat, emit heat rather um and there are ovens that emit heat with the fan on so if you use like if you work in like quiznos or something you see turbo ovens all, all, all the time and what mm-hmm. 
turbo ovens do is just because just by adding the fan you can cook the food a lot faster and at lower temperature uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, so they use a lot in the they use that a lot in, in industrial kitchens because it saves energy so in a very hot room if you turn on the uh, and if you have the fan on you might have heat stroke that you might not otherwise get Hmm. And heat stroke could kill you. Very, very rarely. All this is extremely... It's a real long shot. Right? Yeah, yeah, all this right. is extremely unlikely. Yeah. But it is not implausible in a sense that a lot of, like, especially Koreans drink. Mm -hmm. And you are dehydrated mm -hmm. when you drink. Um, especially poor Koreans end up living in very small like box of a house mm -hmm. that is not very well ventilated. And it could remain pretty hot in the summer uh, if they don't do something about it. They yeah. need to open a window. Um, You're gonna have a window open. That's the key. Ho hopefully you have. Hopefully you have the window open. So what I was told when I was a child is it doesn't. It's okay if you have the fan on. Just leave the window open a crack. Mm -hmm. And that's consistent with you know that's consistent with the um, heat stroke idea. Mm -hmm. that as the night falls as the night air cools down the night air will come in and you, it'll cool down the room naturally whereas if you don't have um if you don't have air make air coming in and out your room might stay hot hmm. I can well see then, that. then your, we aunt, your aunt totally believed it she totally oh well, i think everybody in my family believes it. they still believe it they'll never not believe it <laughs> they will always believe it but did you did you did you know about the, the leave the window open part no, no, because we wouldn't even, like, they, they are so, they, they also would never allow that. You know, you would never be able to, well, you wouldn't want to, um, especially in the areas where my family lived, because there was always these bugs, like uh. very, cra there were these crazy ones. Do you know the ones, I don't even know what they're called, but they're, they're flat and they move really fast and they've got legs all around their body. They're like a really flat centipede, but it's really fast. I think it's basically a type of centipede, but yeah. Yeah. What else? Yeah, those are really scary, <laughs> but those are always so anywhere my family is. I think they're actually part of my family <laughs> <laughs> because I see them everywhere they're, my they're, fucking family they're is. They're related to, to my family because they're fucking everywhere. <laughs> those are the scariest ones. There's a lot of scary fucked up bugs in Korea. <laughs> Yeah, you, you yeah. know, you just, they're just different. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess oh, I it would relate. be like the South, like yeah. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Margaret, can I ask you a question? Yes. It's something that I've always wanted to ask. And uh, see, I've been your, I've been your huge fan. Oh, thank you. Since very long time. That's I, nice. All the way back from All American Girl. Wow. And I watched that when I was living in Korea. Wow. As a child. And I was watching like, um, in Seoul, they still have this, um, there's a big uh, U.S. military presence, and there's oh, a yes. cable TV station that oh, yeah. uh, plays American television. Yes, um, for the troops there. Like now, people get it all over the internet, so it doesn't really matter. But back then, it was kind of a uh, it was kind of an interesting thing to be able to watch American television. Right. Um, and All American Girl was on it, mm -hmm. so I've always been a fan since, and I've been Thank a you. fan. I've become an even bigger fan uh, once I moved to U.S. So. And, you know, I saw, like, I went to school in the Bay Area. You, oh, yeah. You, you visited my school a few times to play, uh, perform a show. And I oh, yeah. always attended. That's so cool. Yeah. And so whenever I saw your show, the question was sort of, like, bubbling in my head. And I finally get to ask this question. Mm -hmm. So I think you're amazing in that you are a pioneer for Asian Americans. I think you've got to places earlier got to very um you know you got very far very early mm -hmm. you know people you paved the way for the people like the current generation of i don't know john cho and oh, yes. they came in grace yes. uh, grace park and yes. all these people i think you're the one who blazed a trail for them mm -hmm. so i always got very upset what um by the way, uh, Korean American community and Koreans in Korea have treated you. Mm -hmm. like, I thought it was just deplorable mm -hmm. uh, because they treated you like dirt. Yeah. And I, I really, I always wanted to know sort of how you felt about it at the time. I always, I also want to know if you like, how, if you even sort of care about it 
at that at this point. Oh yeah, I was really upset about it. And but you know what was weird is that whenever I confront it, people would immediately start crying. Like it, it whenever I I actually addressed what was going on, they would retreat with such fear and shame and sorrow. What would they what would you say to them? Like I would say I would say, Well, you know, I I don't know why you're so angry at me because I'm just trying to pursue a dream that I have and that that um my racial identity, my ethnic identity didn't really make a huge impression on me growing up because my father was deported and that my generation of Koreans, a lot of us were not encouraged to learn Korean, were not encouraged to participate that much in the culture because they were so afraid of us being not considered American. And so there is a little bit, a lot of us who are in our 40s are a little bit removed from um, a lot of the national pride that people have. And uh, so there, there was um, like all of the, like all these different things. And then I was doing television and I really wasn't in control of what I was doing. And um, I was doing comedy, which was really weird. And also I was um, not necessarily putting forth an image of Korean Americans in, in, in a way that, that people wanted to um, project onto no, vo- no violin at the Carnegie Hall. <laughs> no violin at Carnegie Hall. Well, but I play, you know, to play Carnegie Hall still, and then to to be able to do that, you know, then and then, you know, kind of go back and and um, but confront people with it, and people would be really freaked out. I remember getting a terrible. Um, uh, there was some article in some newspaper about All American Girl, and they had spoken to some Korean minister about me and say he was saying that they were ready to protest my shows and that they were going to protest the networks and all this Based stuff. In America this In America. This is in Los Angeles. And I got really angry and so I called him and he was so alarmed um, that I called him. And I was really yelling because I, I was 24 and I was furious. And I was like, you can't understand how hard it is for me. And he was so terrified that I I'd actually like stepped over the line, you know, also yelling at an older person, which I can't even imagine now doing, but I was okay with doing was that. He, was he apologetic at all? He was, he was mortif- apologetic, but, but terrified and mortified. Just shocked that you even shocked. took the initiative to call. Yeah, I, I did the same thing to another um, a journalist at uh, the LA Times who is deceased now, um, this woman who was actually quite a trailblazer herself in journalism in Los Angeles. And she did a lot for the Korean community there. But she was so um, not accepting of me. And sometimes when this happens, this is a weird phenomenon, when you do something and you're different uh, in, in something, and then the older generation of people that are different, they really are in shock because they want to preserve their own, um, I don't know, their own specialness, their own achievements. And you threaten that. Like a, it's a very, it's a very strange thing that happens with women. It happens in, in different, different sort of racial cultures. Um, it, it's a really weird thing, but it was very hard for me to deal with. What is a great thing now is that I have many generations of people now who saw me on television when they were growing up and that I, I made an impact on them just by my presence and I made them feel like, oh my God, I, I can see somebody that looks like me that's not a stereotype, not doing anything that I would be ashamed to do. And this also gives me permission to pursue something that I, I think I can excel at. Somebody like, um, you know, Bobby Lee or John Cho, very, very really were influenced by seeing my example. So that to me is a really great thing. So you speak with the current generation of Asian American actors? Yeah. Yeah. They're all, they're my kids. You know, all these guys, <laughs> they're, they're really like my children because I know that feeling of like wanting to do something and then feeling like you can't because you don't see the example in front of you. And, um, but it's hard to deal with. And that's why I, you know, I want to learn more about Korea. I want to learn Korean. I want to perform in Korea someday. This is like, all leading up to that because it, it, it's my family who really was afraid of their Korean-ness mm-hmm. when they came. So it's re- my, I'm really a reaction. My whole life is a reaction to what my family experienced when they first came to America. Yeah. 
You know, um, I'm on Twitter, and uh, I, actually, I actually remember this, and I, I saw when I saw this, I, I'm gonna, t- I'm totally gonna tell Margaret as soon as uh-huh. it's here. Um, there was like a small little uh, Twitter um, tiff, and like I, well, I, I have to explain this first. Um, I for the blog, I run both Facebook and Twitter, and I um, justify that by having uh, Facebook all in English and Twitter all in Korean. Just to uh, you know, mm-hmm. diversify. I don't, I don't want to have too many things to manage, but at least that way I can sort of justify the fact that I'm having two social media thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so t- my Twitter is mostly my uh, my audience is mostly Korean folks, and I, I follow mostly Korean folks. And there was like a little Twitter tiff about uh, how somebody didn't know who Margaret Cho was, and uh, some people call them like it's called them ignorant. It's like how do you not know Margaret Cho? Mm-hmm. And the Koreans in Korea who are, I guess, younger than 30, um, never heard of you. So that's a weird thing. <laughs> it's, it's, I, 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 felt, I felt sad when I saw that. It's like, that's, that's just sad. Like, you, need to, you, you folks need to learn. Well, they, they, they should learn. I mean, I think that they, um, they will get to eventually. <laughs> that would be good. I want to go to, I want to go to Korea and I want to make movies. I think... Going to see Korean movies, I go to the movie theater um, in L.A., mm-hmm. which is, um, they have sour cream and onion popcorn, <laughs> and it's all first-run Korean movies. So if you can, the latest uh, Lee Jae-jung or uh, Cho Min sik was always going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Um, the Face Reader is there right now, I think. Oh, nice. nice. So do you have a Korean movie theater here? Um, no, no, there isn't. That's too bad, really. Yeah. yeah, I just have to. Do, I just have to use uh, rely on Netflix. Netflix is not bad. It's not bad. They have a pretty solid. They, they 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 go beyond. They 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 really do actually. And then there's so much diversity in Korean movies. I mean, it, they're really it, there's so I, I I don't know. I'm not so much a fan of the rom coms. I like the really bloody revenge movies. <laughs> are, um, are you excited for uh, Snowpiercer? Have you ever heard of this one? No, what's that? Snowpiercer. It's it's gonna be a uh, people are very excited for it. Um, it's the first uh, Korean movie that was um, sort of jointly produced with like uh, relatively ma- relatively major Hollywood actors. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a little bit weird to call Tilda Swinton a Hollywood actor because she's British. Yeah. Um, but she's in it. Um, I can't believe I can- I'm blanking on the name of the main character. Main character is a uh, oh Captain America, the guy who played. Captain oh, he, uh, um, he, is it Byung-un? No, 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 no. You're, you're thinking G.I. Joe. Oh, oh, oh. The, the white person who played Captain America. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, know who, I know who you're talking about, but I don't yeah, know Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. I can't mm-hmm. believe it. And like a major character. The white person who played Captain America. <laughs> you know that, dude. <laughs> you know. Because you're, you're trying to think of a Korean actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen that movie. Anyway, but yeah. Um, and a major character is uh, Song Gang-ho. You might oh, yeah. Yeah. So like. So from the, the host. Yeah, from the host. Yeah, yeah so, the host. He's great. Yeah, those three guys. Those three people are the biggest thing, and the setup of the movie is um, um, it's based on a French comic book that came out a long time ago. Um, the setup is that the it's a sci-fi movie. The mm-hmm. Earth has gone through um, nuclear winter. And oh, is it the train? Yeah, it's a train. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But there's a train that runs around the world on a perpetual motion engine, and the people on the train are the last surviving, uh, last surviving humanity. And there's like there's a class system between the back of the train and the front of the train, and the people at the back of the train rebel and start rushing towards the front. Mm-hmm. So that's it's an exciting movie. It, yeah, it was already uh, released in Korea several months ago. It's in Europe. It opened in Europe last month, um, and everybody was very, everybody was excited for it. But in the U.S., it's getting delayed, and I'm pretty upset about this. But. Yeah. Um, the Weinstein Company of uh, Mad Men fame mm-hmm. is importing it, and uh, apparently Harvey Weinstein saw this movie and said, "You know, this movie is a little too complicated for Americans. Mm-hmm. We need to cut off like twenty minutes of I it know. just so just so these dumb Americans can understand it." Mm. And people were outraged. It's like, "Are you kidding, Harvey Weinstein? Really? Like, just release the thing." It's- yeah, we want to see it. We want to see it. Well, Korean movies are great, which can, is why I want to go and participate. Can you order them? Like, like, like I'll order stuff like from England with Amazon UK. Can you order stuff from Korea and have oh, yeah, it sent yeah. over? Yeah, I mean. There would be 
you know, those DVD region codes, which yeah. are a little annoying. I don't think it's out on DVD just because. But you eventually know, you can get. Yeah. But you want to see the original, the actual. Yeah, I would imagine version. by the time the DVD comes Not out. Not the dumbed down yeah, American the, one. The whole, yeah. You'll be able to watch the whole thing like the Lord of the Rings thing. But still, you yeah. want to wait for that. You want to watch, you want to watch the real thing. I know, but, yeah. Especially somebody else making a judgment call of like. No, this is not. This is. They're not going to get it. Yeah, that's a little. That's a yeah. little upsetting, right? Yeah, that's like, too I don't bad. care if you made Mad Men the greatest TV show, mm. but still, like, don't mm-hmm. don't insult me. Like, I want to watch the whole thing. No, we want to see the whole thing. I'm betting Tilda Swinton, front of the train. <laughs> Indeed, she is. She plays this. Uh, she's conductor. The con- she conductor. Tickets. <laughs> tickets. Play. She plays a man, who's the conductor. Right? No, and she sleeping. Pl- she plays and this, sleeping. She's in the sleeping car. This crazy uh, big glass villain. <laughs> I, she's I, a glass villain. Yeah. Like wh- like she plays this crazy villain with like bad teeth and huge glasses. Oh, like, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, like everything like if you ever ima- wanted to imagine this a very terrible English villain probably like she plays that one. Mm, wow. That sounds great. I, I can't uh, wait to see it. I I have I have a question. Since we have we have uh, asked the Korean, mm-hmm. and it, and it, it comes off as something when we were in Melbourne. Yes, remember we went to go eat at a fine Korean restaurant, and there was a big poster of the World Cup. Oh um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Two thousand two. And yeah, I guess that's when it was. And you told me, yeah, that my father has a huge uh, photo that he that he um, had blown up of an aerial view of the World Cup and everybody at the World Cup was wearing the 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 jersey, the red jersey, but mm-hmm. they didn't want to miss a moment of the game so they also had on diapers. <laughs> so it's a big red and white and uh, it's like the white is because everybody was peeing right then. Because it was right so, then. it was such a massive turnout, right? Yeah, it was hu- huge, And there was a big, huge was, thing. The, was the poster in the restaurant of it? Uh, I think there was a poster in the restaurant. My, but but that's my, why you told me about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, my father has the, has the, has a, has his aerial view and it's just red it's and white. Probably the City Hall Square, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's, you can see the diapers. But that would be a, that would be a thing. Everybody would just wear a diaper because it, it's just no, too... No, it's, it's, it's not a thing. But it's for that, a, for that. Well, for that, for that moment, some people did that, but it's really, it's not, a thing. No, it's because you made it so like everybody was in the authority tell. No, but I think really everybody was wearing the in diaper. That picture, I think it looked like everybody was wearing the picture. No, because there was so many people there. It too, was because it was a stadium, yeah, and then it was everyone people. about, everyone around the stadium. Well, they were wearing white shorts that looked kind of bunchy and baggy. <laughs> that he says were diapers. There were people who did that, but you know, it's not. It's not. Like a big main thing. Well, that's what now. I wanted to. Fi- I wanted to find out if that was a thing. You, my dad will so tell you a different not, story. Not, and then so. eat an octopus <laughs> and chew it to death, <laughs> just to be right. And then he would massage your dog a bit more. Yeah, and then massage Bronwyn some more. Trust me, I got. I got. I have a lot of friends back in Korea who attended that uh, attended thing at the city hall square and outside of the um, outside of the you know the stadium, and they would all tell otherwise. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a funny idea. I think it would be really cute if they did. That would be cute. Oh, we should go to dinner. Okay, now this is. Oh my god, it's already okay. We've been talking for a long time. Now, where um where let's talk about the website. Where can they tweet you at? Where uh, where can they read the blog? Mm-hmm. The blog is www.askkorean.net. Again, it's ask a Korean, not ask the Korean. And you are the Korean, but you can ask a Korean.net. And yes. people can call, uh, sort of call, call, call on you for questions and clear, clear things up. Seriously. Very knowledgeable. And I seriously ans- answer every random question there ever was. Yes. Um, if you just search my blog, you will find that you'll find, you'll find some very strange questions. Unbelievable questions. Absolutely. But also really, really smart questions, too. Yeah, you know, some uh, the questions I receive are absolutely great. And there really are some, fascinating. There are some really dumb questions, too, but... Uh, but really, but you know, the, it's the range of, of uh, humanity, it, you know? It really is. I know we have to close up, but I'll, I'll just tell you one quick, uh, one quick terrible question. So every, at, at the end of every year, um, I collect um, the worst emails of the year, and mm-hmm. I have a best of the worst series. Mm-hmm. And the all-time winner, this blog has been in, in existence for uh, six years now, seven years now. Uh, but the all-time winner is this guy. His question was, "Dear Kareem, I would like to try. I would like to try out for the adult film industries. I send this photo as a manner of to show my qualifications. 
Uh, show, I, I, I'm dreading this already. I opened up this picture. There's a guy. It was clearly a guy because there was a huge schlong. A picture of a huge... Like, he just sent me a schlong shot. And I'm like, what do I do with this? Ooh. This has to win the best of the worst of the year. This was 2010, actually. And, like, there has not been a better... Like, there has not been a better or worse question i guess <laughs> <laughs> so i get those but it would just a bit was he asking if he was qualified he, or he, he was i'm not first of all let me say that i was actually kind of impressed mm-hmm. although i'm not you know in the adult film industry in well, we, but we all we all know how to give you know props when when <laughs> yeah. they're, they're needed yeah. i mean you know it's like i don't make a habit of having a look but you go Oh yeah, all right. Well, the, um, yeah, just look at it. Like, well, yeah, you, right, you well, win. Yeah. yeah. So what? He wanted advice on he, it. He wanted. To, I, he wanted. A, I guess um, he wanted to know if he was good enough. I guess. But was yeah. was he Korean? What, no. What he was, was the he What was, was the not. aspect of that? Why did he ask you? Well, he was not a he was not a Korean person. Um, he uh, and I couldn't tell where he was from, but. He was Ooh. clearly not a Korean person, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess he was—he just wanted to uh, move to Korea and film some adult. Oh, movies. he wanted to do it in Korea. Yeah, I think that yes. Now, is there a big Korean porn um, community? I don't that? know. Probably, I guess I don't know. I'm saying I'm guessing with that picture, he could have dominated the whole he probably, deal, right? He probably could have. I think I saw. But Did you tell him just go for it? Even, <laughs> even better, even better was uh, when I put 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 that up on the post uh, a couple months later. This woman emails me and says, "Do you have contact information for this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want. I'm not. I don't feel comfortable in he's, this conversation. He's currently in Korea as Kim Dong Il. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yep. That's a good one. <laughs> that would be the name I would take. That's well, yeah. Uh, I mean, really. Kim, Kim oh. Dong Silver. <laughs> It's really good. All right. Really good. Okay. Um, the uh, Twitter is um, at Ask a Korean. At Ask a Korean, and it, so and that's in Korean. It's in Hangul. Yes. So um, and uh, but you know uh, you, you you can read the blog and then learn, learn some Hangul. I also I also have a I also have a Facebook page where I just update a little more frequently. And uh, if you it's uh, facebook.com uh, backslash the Korean TK. Cool. Yep. That's great. Mm-hmm. Another Korean I just talked to earlier owns Facebook. David Cho. Ah. He owned that dude owns Facebook. We're gonna have a we're gonna have we should have a whole Korean month. That would be interesting. No, I maybe next year. We should have like yeah. a, a Korean we'll we're good so we'll have a you and then we'll have David Cho and we'll um yeah. I'd love to. <laughs> we have to get we have to get more. Well, I guess I, I, I'm, if I'm on there, it's hard to You just sort of make it that. Anyway. I, I would but, make it crazy. But you need somebody, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll find a... Yeah, we'll find, we'll find more. Um, you can tweet me at Margaret Cho. Where can they tweet you? At Jimmy Shelter. You can tweet us both at Monsters of Talk. We are every Monday on SoundCloud.com, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We love our listeners, and we will talk to you next time.